Thank you for the invitation to share the word of God with you. Thank you for nice worship, service, and uh, good readings, prayers. This is leading us to listen to the word of God. Let's pray. <clears throat> God, thank you for this time and thank you for your word you have given us. God, you came to be with us, to dwell among us. God, help us to listen to you by this time. May your Holy Spirit share with each of us according to our need, spiritual need, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Why God became flesh? As you know, some people define Christmas as a time of music, as a time of decoration, as a time of uh, coming together for a big party, as a time suitable just for business, as a time for giving or receiving gift, as a time of special greetings, and so on. Though the word Christmas is not in the Bible, Christmas is a time adopted by the church to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Yes, Christmas can be a time of a celebration of the birth of Jesus, but it can also be a time of contemplation, a time of adoration, and a time of reflection on the message of Christmas. The message of the birth of Jesus is deeper than all traditions developed around the Christmas time. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, <clears throat> and the Word was with God, <clears throat> and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and the only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This means that Jesus, who is the Word, was God before the creation. He created the Word Himself. As a, the Creator, He became what he made himself by becoming flesh. By becoming flesh, Jesus became fully human and remained fully God. By uniting himself with human body, Jesus finally became a unique person without confusion between 
his two natures, which was divine in nature and the human in nature. So he became God, man. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he was born like all of us. Being in a human body, he was thirsty. He got hungry. He was tempted. He felt a pain. The blood came out of his, his body when they crucified him. But as God, he was raised from the death after three days. As a God, he had the power to forgive sin. And as God, he has the power to heal. And as a God, he had the power to perform the wonders beyond the human understanding. But the question remains, why God became flesh? The purpose of God becoming a flesh is explained in many ways throughout the Bible. Even in a sermon, a time of a sermon like this, we can't eliminate all explanation. We can't explain fully why God became flesh. But I will share with you few reasons. At the appointed time, Jesus became flesh to reveal the Father to the world. In John chapter 17, from verse 25 to 26, Jesus himself said this when he prayed for his disciples and those who will, be believe, who will believe in him as the Savior. He said, I have made you, he was talking to his father, I have made you known to them. Even responding to the disciple Philip, Jesus said, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. Don't you know that I'm in the father and the father uh, and that the father is in me? So Jesus became flesh to reveal God's character to the human, to the humankind. Through Jesus and by his saving works, we know that God is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. You can read that in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. Jesus has revealed God, the Father, as the powerful God to us. In Psalm 24, verse 8. Jesus has revealed God as the God of forgiveness. We have this promise in 1 John chapter 1, uh, from verse 1 uh, from, uh, to, to 9. Through Jesus, we know God, the Father, 
as regard of kindness in Ephesians, as regard as regard of compassion in Psalm again uh, hundred and three, as regard of love, as regard of faithfulness, as regard of mercy, as regard of extreme care for his people. So we know God as the sovereign God because Jesus became flesh. We know God as the good shepherd because Jesus became flesh to reveal that God to us. God, the good shepherd. And that God through Jesus, we have come to know him as the one who is always present among his people. As the God who is gracious, powerful, and the perfect helper. And as the maker of all things new, new, new. So in Jesus, we know that God, the old world, God has come to make a new creation through Jesus. So Jesus became flesh to let us know that his father will become the father of all Christian believers from all nations and from all tribes. Therefore, in Christ, there is no Jew, no Gentile. There is no male, no female. All of us are one under one Father, one under the one who have come to bring all of us together through Jesus. In Christ, we are God's family members. We are children of God. We have to, to rejoice in Him, knowing that He also delights in us as his children because of the one who became flesh, Jesus, man, God, man, the unique person. This is one reason for what, for which Jesus became flesh to show us the way to the Father, to show, to point us to the Father. And that's why he said, I'm the way. Nobody can come to my father uh, beside me. God became flesh. Jesus became flesh so we can be able to know the father. A second reason. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophet at many times and in a vision and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. In Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1 to 4. The message through the prophet were not enough 
to reveal God to us or to transmit God's message to us. What was said through the prophet sometime did not fully reveal God to his people. But Jesus, in the last, uh, Jesus as the last prophet, Jesus as the prophet par excellence, he has come to speak to us and convey God's message to us. So Jesus is the greater, uh, is greater than the prophet Moses, than the prophet um, Elijah. We read this in Deuteronomy 18, from 18 through 19, and so on. So the prophet used symbols, they use imagery languages to convey the message of God to his people. And sometimes people didn't, did not understand those languages. But through Jesus, the one who became flesh, God has clearly spoken to people throughout the ages. In short, God revealed himself through the person, the character, the word, the behavior, the works of Jesus Christ, who became flesh in order to speak to us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God continues also to speak uh, to the Christian believer today. Do you want to hear God and to know God? Come to Jesus. Do you want to know God fully as our Father? Surrender your heart to Jesus. Do you want to contemplate the one who has come to redeem us, to save us? Come through Jesus. He is the one who became flesh to reveal God to us. Third, God became flesh in order to become a curse and to redeem us from the curse. The Bible says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. Galatians 3 and 13. So curse is the absence of a blessing, as you know. We were cursed because of our disobedience in Adam. Due to, the, due to our sin and the disobedience in Adam, we had to die. And we had to be separated from God. That was the curse. The sin separated from God. But Jesus became flesh in order to put on himself our curse, our shame, and died for the sin he did not commit. 
people who do not believe in Jesus are still under a curse. I hope that all of us listening to this message, we are no longer under that curse. We have come, we have come to know Jesus. We have surrendered our heart to Jesus and our curses, shame has been taken away from Jesus. This is the demonstration of humility and love to see somebody perfect, innocent, to take our shame, to take our curse on himself and die for it on the cross. Wow, that's profound. By becoming flesh, Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in a human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Praise the Lord, because today through Jesus, we became a flesh, there is no curse on us. It's gone. It was nailed to the cross. Stay there. Another reason for which Jesus became flesh is that he became our model. He became flesh to be an example for us. Jesus himself said, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor his messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these, thing, these things, you will be blessed if you do them. John 13, from verse 15 to 17. So Jesus became flesh to set an example of humility, to set an example of obedience to the Father, to set an example of life of prayer, to set an example of being abiding to the word of God. Like what King David said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Jesus was a model in offering forgiveness even to those who hated him. He was a model for us in overcoming temptation. He was a model for us in what he taught his disciples. He taught them to pray. 
He told them many things, no revenge. He told them many things by his own example and by the message he was giving to them. Jesus became flesh to show you and me how to love God and how to love your neighbor. This example set to us by Jesus, we are called to live after his example, to be like Jesus, to live like Jesus. And anyone who does not believe in Jesus cannot live, live like Jesus. Anyone who has not become a child of God cannot live like Jesus. The starting point is come to Jesus. Live in Jesus, with Jesus. Surrender your heart to Jesus and imitate him as our example. <clears throat> Another point is Jesus became flesh to make our heart God's living temple, God's living place. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 16 to 17, it says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. And that is what you are. That is what we are. God became flesh. Jesus became flesh. So he can, our heart, our body can become the temple, the dwelling place of living God, of God. That's again amazing. When God, as you know, when God put Adam and Eve in, in the garden, he did not abandon them. He stayed in communication and relationship with them. When God uh, delivered the Israelites uh, from the bondage of Egypt, he was with them throughout the long journey. During the day, a pillar of, of a cloud uh, was leading them. During the night, there was a, a pillar of a fire guiding them. When they camped in a location of a long time, the tabernacle was set to indicate God's presence, God's permanent presence among his people. So in these days, God has come to be with his people, not through a cloud, not uh, through a fire or tabernacle made by human being, but he has come to be with his people 
for eternity through Jesus Christ, the one who became flesh. In Jesus, God is no longer a faraway God for those who have confessed Jesus as their Savior and as their Lord. God is with us, Emmanuel. Jesus, beca Jesus becoming a flesh or taking the human body was any accomplishment of the promise of God. God said to his people, I will be your God and you will be my people. I make a covenant relationship with you through the son who will be born as a son, you know, a son is given to us. A son is born. Jesus became flesh in a way that we became children of God and then God becomes our Father. We are His people. We are the chosen one through Jesus. So, Jesus became flesh to reveal God in a special way to us. His character and nature were revealed to us through, through Jesus. And he has come to tabernacle among us, to live among us, to dwell among us. Not only among us, but to dwell in our heart. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Who speaks to us. Because he is leading us to accomplish the will of God. Your body. Your heart. Is the dwelling place of God. This one must make us to be afraid. Wherever I go, whatever I do, whatever I say, whatever is in my mind, God is with me. He can listen to you. He knows what is going on. Nothing we can hide from him. He is with us. Time for Christmas. We need to praise God, adore God. Worship God because that God has come to us. Before Jesus became flesh, we didn't know the Father. We didn't know the Savior. We didn't know who is our Maker. And but because of Jesus, He has opened our spiritual eyes to see our Father. And now it's our responsibility to seek, to surrender ourselves to him and to seek to understand his will for us. Another point for which Jesus became flesh. He became flesh to break the power of sin and the death. Can you say with me, amen? Powerful. 
Jesus responding. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even thou may die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Will never die. Do you believe this? Life is in Jesus. Life in Jesus has no end. When we have life in Jesus, it's a life starting from now and going forever, for eternity. In Jesus and with Jesus, the Christian believer have destroyed the power of death. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work in John, First John, chapter three, verse eight b. Jesus destroyed the power of the devil by his resurrection from death. The death could not hold him in the grave. This is our hope, and this is the true message of Christmas for us: that when we have love in Jesus. That life is forever. Even if we die today, it's only the body who is going somewhere. But life is forever in Jesus. This Jesus defeated the power of the devil once and for all and forever. That power is given to those who believe in Jesus. That power is given to God's children. That is, the, that is true because salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12. When you were dead in your sin and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Having concealed the, the shards of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 through 15. Here I'm coming to the conclusion. Jesus was made flesh to reveal God the Father. To convey God's message to us in a special way. 
to become curse in order to redeem us from the curse, to be our mother, to make our heart the dwelling place of God, and to break the power of sin. This is the message of Christmas. May God bless us. Amen.